of Judah, and he sits on the throne, but guess what? He is coming back. Tell somebody he's coming back one day. Tell somebody else he's coming back one day. Hallelujah. Clap your hands like this. Oh,
make some noise if you believe that. Every knee will bow before you, Lord. Just open up your mouth and bless him this morning. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you for sending your son to redeem us back to you. We bless you, Lord. And just lift your hands right there and begin to bless him for the seashore for me. Hallelujah, Jesus, we bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We say hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Cause you are the risen King, and you sit up in majesty. You are the risen King. Y'all help us sing. Hallelujah, sing. So you have won. So that means you also have the victory. We say hallelujah. You have won it all. That could not hold. You are the risen king. You are the risen king. And you see that in majesty. You are the 
So victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today. Put your hand on your chest and say, joy is mine. In spite of joy is mine. Joy today is mine. And I told Satan, get thee behind. Joy today. Everybody say, we have the victory. You have the victory. Come on and give him glory. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We got the victory, church. We have the victory. Glory. Hallelujah. Good morning, Zion Hill. My name is Minister Clarence Smith, and I will be doing our offering, which the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. On your envelope, you have Luke chapter 6 and chapter 8 and 38. And it says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and, and run it over. For the measure you give will be measured to you. You'll get back. So it explains itself. We give what we want to receive. And we thank God for it. For the Bible says he gives us health to get wealth. He wakes us up, give us mind to get up and go on these jobs, to run a business, a company. And we're thankful for it. So we want to give God what's rightfully his. 10% of what he have blessed us with. I heard somebody say, I'd rather have the 90 blessed than the 100 stolen. Wow, 
Wow. Usher, come forward, please. Come forward. Lord God, we pray and ask and thank you, Father God, for your word, your way, your will, Father God. Oh, Lord God, we have so much to be thankful for, Lord God, in this time of recovery. Hallelujah. So, Father God, use the funds, Father God, to do what you have need of, Father God, to spread the gospel, to help the weak, the poor, the widow, the orphans, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask, amen.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, choir. We appreciate your ministry. Good morning, everybody. We want to thank God for every one of you. Uh, I got some praise report. All of our folks that are going under the weather, some who went through surgery, I'm pleased to report everybody's been fine. Amen. To God be the glory. So I want to thank you all for your prayers. And thank you for looking out for our members. I believe with all my heart the prayer of the righteous feel it much. So I don't take for granted all your prayers. Thank you for that. Also, I want you to know we still have some people in the runoff for election. Uh, let me remind all of you how important it is that we make ourselves available to vote. Amen. It is believed that we don't show up uh, for any runoff election. Well, we, let's prove them wrong. Amen. So go there and exercise your right. It's a privilege to be a U.S. citizen. So please don't take that for granted. Some people trying to swim across the water, you know, doing all kinds of things to, to get here. But by the grace of God, you are born and raised here. So please, let's make ourselves available and pray that God leads you as to who you're going to vote for. All minds clear? Also, I need to mention to you this afternoon at 3 o'clock, uh, we are invited to Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Alexandria. Uh, notice I said we are invited. Uh, it took me a while before I fully get it that they're not really inviting your pastor. They're inviting your congregation. But this particular church, they were smart enough to put in their letter of invitation that they're inviting the pastor, comma, the choir, comma, and the Zion Hill congregation so, and being a lawyer, I, I, I get the message. So, I want to make sure I deliver that message to every one of you. Please, let's go out and support these precious people. Uh, and let me remind you, the Bible also says, he who wants a friend must show that's right himself or herself friendly. You cannot expect 
other churches to be supporting you if you don't support them. So this is how these things work. All minds clear. Uh, the church again is Antioch and it's somewhere in Alexandria. Just ask somebody. Houston Street. Amen. I know somebody will get me there. So Houston Street in Alexandria. Amen. Also, I'm pleased to report uh, the choir behind me. They're going to be traveling this week. I'm not going to tell you where they're going. But they are going somewhere just for vacationing. And it's all right to vacation. Uh, just work without play. Make Jack a ball. So please keep uh, Sanctuary Choir in your prayer as they travel to Las Vegas. So, and pray that God will keep them clean. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All minds clear. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I can't keep it to myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, any guests in our house this morning, please let me see your hand. We just want to celebrate you. And thank God for you. Any guests, any visitors? Well, praise the Lord. So all of us, we are just homegrown. Amen. Let me encourage you again about your ministry called Come and See. So I want you to please always remember to invite somebody. It's very easy for me to tell when you have not done your homework. So, how do I know? All I need to do is ask for any guests in the house. And when there are no guests in the house, that means nobody has invited anyone. So, it's, it's an easy paper to grade. Always remember God commissioned you me, all of us, to go to the highways and byways and compel men and women to come so that his house may be full. Please don't go to heaven by yourself. All minds clear? We are planning to make some. In fact, we're in the process of that. Thank God for our media director, uh, Brother Morris Haynes, and a Brother William, Jerry William. They are working on this particular ministry, Come and See. And what they are planning to do for us, as directed by your pastor, is to make yard signs. So there are many homes and apartments that are represented here this morning.
going to expect every member of the church to put a yard sign that says, come and see. Something is going on at Zion Hill. Amen. We're going to have flyers also. And we're going to have business cards that you can just pass that. You're going to be meeting people. So we're going to bombard this community with the good news of Jesus through Zion Hill. We also have social media. We have radio. We have television. We have a big digital board out there that will have a big sign. Come and see. So everybody in central Louisiana will hear about what God is doing here at Zion Hill. So I'm excited about creative ministry and what God's going to be doing. So please pray for us and let's continue to press forward. Always remember, to whom much is given, much is required. So this afternoon at Antioch Baptist Church, I expect to see our ministers there. Amen. All of our pastors, Reverend Tenney, Reverend Edison, Reverend Reese. So, amen. All the deacons, Deacon Brown, Deacon Jackson. So we might need to take a roll call when we get to Antioch today. Reverend Wilson, or even Reverend Jovi, Reverend Reverend Jovi. <laughs> Praise God. All minds clear. Finally, please mark your calendar. Uh, two events going on on November the 14th and 15th. Uh, our association going to have what we call November Board Meeting. It's going to be at my hometown in Carfax. So uh, I'm inviting all of you. Uh, amen. Reverend Hamilton is passed over there at First Baptist at Carfax. You know, that's your pastor's hometown. You can't be absent. So amen. I expect our members to be represented. I expect our choir to be represented. Amen. You are the largest giving church, by the way. So you can't just be sending money and you don't show up. Did you hear what I just said? Amen. And your association have a lot of respect for your church. So we have to walk worthy of that respect. Uh, every week, the president of the state convention calls me. There's not a single week that he will not call me. His name is Reverend Dixon. And so even though I hardly show up, but they respect the church. Amen. All my clear. Finally, on November 15th, we're going to have a, a worship experience for all of our youth. And we're inviting youth from other churches.
to meet us right here at Zion Hill to worship together. Again, when God puts you in leadership, you have to look like a leader and act like a leader. So we are bringing the whole community together. I, I expect all of our youth ministries to be there, youth choir, youth leaders, prep, every youth. We don't want to bring people in, and we're not there. Amen. So, one of their youth pastors will minister. We'll have a guest choir minister to them. Let's just come and support our young people. Amen. All minds clear? Now let's all get up and walk around and say hello to somebody. Just love on them. Thank God that they're here. Amen. What a fellowship. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Hit on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What Oh, yes.
permit me to mention to you uh, this morning, Minister Terrence Williams' daddy went home to be with the Lord. I want you to please keep Williams in your prayer. Amen. We thank God for this family. They mean a lot to us here in this church. But we rejoice with those who rejoice. And we mourn with those who mourn. So sometimes you have to thank God even in death. do it all the time because God said in everything give thanks I told Minister Terrence you have my permission to take the day off but to be honest with you I know you will be here Amen See you just know some things <laughs> Just like you're studying me I'm studying you so, but we are thankful for the power of prayer. Amen. If you have your Bible with you, will you please turn to the book of Haggai? I am so grateful to all of these pastors here. We appreciate your ministry. Amen. All of our first ladies, we are grateful, grateful, grateful. Just for a few minutes, I want to share with you something that I believe should take your knowledge and understanding of the world a little higher. It's always the goal of your pastor to make sure we know more. And we cannot stay on feeding on milk. Got to desire some steak in the word of God. The book is Haggai. Some people call it Haggai. Just make sure you're on the right page. The book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse number 5. When you find it, say amen. amen. The Bible said, now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day's journey. Lord, we thank you that we are alive and well this morning. Thank you that the, the blood is flowing in our vein. Thank you for the privilege to be in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our redemption. Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you for everyone present here. Above all, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. 
We ask you to have your way. This is your church. These are your people. Glorify yourself in this house. Help our hearing. Help our understanding. And Lord, bless your people. I thank you for it. Use your servant to be a blessing and not a curse. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Purpose of Prayer. The Purpose of Prayer. In recent past, I've shared with you about the importance of prayer. And I've shared with you about the power of prayer. We even talk about how you can get your prayers answered. How you can write your own ticket. But the Holy Spirit impressed upon me that today we need to talk about the purpose of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, why is this important? Because all of us grew up with a wrong understanding of what prayer is all about. We were told very much that when you need something from God, prayer is your avenue to ask God. And we limited the purpose of prayer to more or less requesting, asking for help. Give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. And most of us, if the truth be told, that's really what you know about prayer. Unfortunately, this is not necessarily the whole truth. So because of our limited understanding, most people in the body of Christ have a very weak prayer life. In fact, we use prayer nowadays just like we use the national anthem during a football game or basketball game. Notice that the national anthem has nothing to do with football. Has nothing to do with basketball or baseball. They just add on. They tag it. And many of us, we really don't pay attention we just want whoever is singing, finish your song, let's get in the games. That's what we came for. Unfortunately, prayer in most churches have become like that. Just an add-on. Just a tradition. We go through it, and then let's, let's move on. And as a result, we stay defeated. And the devil is taking advantage of our ignorance. So today I want to teach you and all of our brothers and sisters uh, live streaming, listening on radio, watching on television, some local, some national, some international. 
I want us to know the purpose of prayer. The goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to make all of us a better Christian, a stronger children of God. Before I get into that, I want us to please understand what is prayer anyway. I don't want to be as to assume that you know what prayer is about. So I want to start out by defining what prayer is. Ladies and gentlemen, prayer is your ability to make heaven physical here on earth. You know how children will sing heaven on earth? Prayer is your ability to make heaven visible here on earth. Your singing will not do that. Your church activities will not do that. Prayer is the key to bring heaven down on earth. Prayer is how you get God to touch humanity. Are you paying attention? Many of you never did that. You've never command heaven to come down on earth. You've never get God to touch humanity. Brother Pastor, you know that. Just think about how many prayers that you prayed that really, the truth be told, you get no results. What is prayer? I happen to be a, of a foreign background, and one thing that every foreigner understands is the importance of your passport. Prayer is just like passport. If I don't have a passport, I will not be standing in front of you today. I have to have a passport to enter the nation called USA. Prayer is your passport, your permission to enter into the spirit realm. This is not ABC lesson. Now we're moving up to who much is given, much is required. When you are able to bring heaven down on earth, you're a prayer warrior. Prayer, I said, is how you get God himself to touch humanity. That's what happened when Elijah said, for the next three years, there'll be no rain here. He got God to shut down all of heaven. And it affects everybody in the neighborhood. I said prayer is your is your your ticket or your 
permission to enter into the spirit realm. Where you live right now, where I live right now is a natural realm. It's marked with all kinds of limitations. But through prayer, you can relocate. I'm trying to help somebody. Without prayer, it means, ladies and gentlemen, you are limited to this physical realm. Just imagine chickens. They can, they can run around. They can flap their wings, but they are limited to the ground. They cannot fly. Prayer will cause you to fly in the heavenlies. Help me, Jesus. Through prayers, ladies and gentlemen, you can leave the visible and enter in to the invisible. It means prayer is a channel for you to relocate anytime you want to. Are you still here this morning? Prayer is a means for you to manifest the will of God on earth. Just like the, the sheriff department, you can enforce the will of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I never will forget Mayor Baden was mayor of Pineville when I came to town. And the first thing I did, I went to the mayor's office to visit him. I said, I am here, and because I'm here, your city will be at peace. And he was looking at me and said, who, who the blank, blank? But when you know something, prayer is the key for you to enforce the will of God here on earth. i got to mention to you there are two types of the will of God. When I talk about the will of God, there are two types of the will of God. How many did I say? Number one, there's something we call unconditional will of God. And number two, there's something we call conditional will of God. What do I mean by unconditional will? This is something that God will do without human involvement. It's unconditional. God is not going to consult with you whether to rain, send down rain, or let the, the moon bloom, or let the sun shine. He doesn't need your opinion. He's God all by himself. Unconditional will of God is where God would determine things 
regardless of what you think about it. The Bible is full of examples of God doing things without consulting with you and me. But conditional will of God, ladies and gentlemen, is where God has chosen not to act in certain areas unless you and me cooperate with him. So the condition, ladies and gentlemen, is your cooperation, my cooperation. And the reason why many of us don't get answers to prayer is because we have not learned to cooperate with God. Say, for example, it is the will of God for every man to be saved. Am I right about it? But guess what? Not every man is saved because it takes a man's cooperation before you can be saved. Even though he wants everybody to be saved. But you got to believe in your heart. You got to confess with your mouth. Supposing you don't believe it. Supposing you don't confess it. You're not going to be saved. Even though God's will is for you to be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying to you that your salvation requires your cooperation with God. Please take note, it's not just salvation. There are many, many things in our lives. Underline that word, many, many things that is tied to the conditional will of God. If you don't meet the condition, you will never experience it. So things happen or don't happen, not because God was to curse it, but because you and me failed to cooperate. So our failure to cooperate with God is our reason why we don't get results. James chapter 4 verse 2 put it this way. He said, you have not because you ask not. That's right, sister. See how the Bible is not complicated. We just need to encourage ourselves to learn the word of God. Everything that you are desiring right now, if you don't see it yet, there's only one reason. Your failure to cooperate with God. Ladies and gentlemen, God is saying, I want to give it to you. But you never ask me for it. And then he said, some of you ask, but you ask a means. You see how simple the Bible is? That is why in my line of profession as lawyers, the devil is in the detail. So you have to learn, not just give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. You have to learn 
the protocol of the palace of God. Are you still here? So the goal, ladies and gentlemen, of any prayer is to draw from the spirit world to get something to manifest here on earth. Are you still here? Prayer is how you pull eternity into time. Are you listening to me? There is a place where there is no time. <laughs> Hallelujah. In this realm that you and I live, we are limited with time. Here you are, you're believing God for a good husband. And folks will tell you, you're too old. Don't look at your neighbor now. I'm just trying to help somebody. This realm is full of limitation. I don't mind telling you now, I wanted to learn how to fly an airplane. And guess what I was told? You can buy an airplane, but you are too old. <laughs> so we are limited with time here. Many of you don't know this. One of my likeness is that I love to join the military. It's always in my dream to be a military man. I was thinking when I finished law school, I'm going to be a I'm a judge. I'll be a judge advocate. That was my plan. But unfortunately, that time I was not yet an American citizen, and your country have to have treaty with U.S. in order for you to join. Where all of that is now said, I'm a U.S. citizen. I want to join right now. <laughs> but guess what I'm told? You too. <laughs> so we are limited with time here. But there is a place called eternity where there is no time. Prayer is what you use to bring eternity down to time. Are you still here? Just think about it. Let me give you a simple example in the Bible. One day, Jesus was ministering, and it was getting late, you know, and there's no food. Am I still in the book? Well, there was a young boy who has only two fish and five loaves. One of the disciples who had enough sense to understand the limitation of this rain. He say, hey, Red, that would not be enough to feed 5,000 people. And he's right. So now what Jesus have to do, if you're reading that scripture, the Bible say Jesus prayed over two fish and five loaves. And then he brought eternity down to time. 
all of a sudden limitation evaporates. Pay attention. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the story. The result was that 5,000 people were fed. And when it's all over, they still have leftover. Twelve baskets. There is a way that you can be living in a land of more than enough. Pay attention. Ladies and gentlemen, through prayer, Jesus mastered the art of causing eternity to be present in time. The Bible said if you study, you look at the evidence. That's what lawyers do in court. He, he commands the waves. The winds listen to him. The storm, he can calm it. Everything in this realm are subject to him. And his secret is prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, he walk on the sea. Are you listening to me? Not just the winds and the waves. Part of the things we experience in this time we live in, in this realm, is death. Even death could not hold him. Are you still here? I'm trying to share with you what you got in prayer. But look at you and my record. Our record is sorry. You want to know about our record? Well, look at verse number, <laughs> number six. Next verse of the passage I read to you. Haggai chapter one, verse six. This is the record that you and me carry around because we don't know what we got in prayer. He said, we so much, but we bring in little. Make sure that's in your Bible. We eat, but we are never satisfied. The Bible said, we drink, but guess what? We are not filled. Can you all read? He said, you wear clothes. Anybody here naked today? Thank God. <laughs> I don't want to see any in my church. He said, you're clothed. But guess what? You're not even warm. You know what the Bible is trying to do? It's exposing you and me to ourselves. Guess what else he said? He said, you work and you earn wages, but you put all your resources in a leaking bag. The Bible is deep, dog. <laughs> I said, mm. all I can say is, ouch! Ladies and gentlemen, then look at the next verse, verse 7. Verse 7. Then God repeat himself. He said, Thus saith 
the Lord of hosts. Consider your way. He's trying to help you and I to see you're missing something. Your approach is not working. Consider your ways. That is why I admire the disciples. At some point, they acknowledge what many of us have never get to see. They realize that they are praying, and Jesus is praying, but Jesus is getting results, and they are getting no results. So in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, they say, please teach us how to pray. So it's not enough to pray. You need to know how to pray. Are you still here this morning? I love Louisiana. But your team. Don't shout me down for telling the truth. It's not enough to play football. <laughs> you have to know how. <laughs> you might have quiet in here today. <laughs> Don't call me. The how is critical in anything we do. So the disciples say, we're tired of guessing about prayer. We're tired of hitting and missing. Today we get answer, tomorrow we get nothing. We're tired of getting no result. We're tired of faking it. We're tired of saying we're praying, but no power. They say, please teach us how to pray. So, notice what they saw in Jesus is his ability through prayer. Every morning, they will say he was still awake. He will come out swinging with power. His ability to get heaven to intervene on earth. Please take note, if Jesus had to pray, you, me, we have to learn how to pray. There's no way around this. Are you still here this morning? We need to pray. So I want to tell you four purposes of prayer. All of that was my introduction. <laughs> I just want you to know what prayer is before I tell you the purpose of prayer. There are four purposes of prayer that you need to master. Number one, prayer is for your personal growth. You see, we've missed it wide open because we're thinking prayer is just to make requests. But prayer is for your own personal growth, for your own personal transformation. Many Christians never grow. They stay babies. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you an example. In the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 29, we see Jesus was praying. And the Bible says all of a sudden, his countenance began to change. Trying to show you the purpose of prayer. People were watching him and literally his color was changing in front of them. They said not just the countenance of him, they said even his garment. <laughs> Hallelujah. I never will forget, I had a lady who used to be here. Her name is Valerie. She helped me with music. And she would literally come to me after church and say, Pastor, who are those two people standing next to you? And I have to educate her that the early part of my ministry, I needed angelic protection. There's no way I will be here today. Because I didn't know what, what I'm doing. Never passed to any church. And I was getting on everybody's nerve. I said, shut up. Hey, don't turn me up. Even my own pastor said, you can't pastor like that. <laughs> I broke every rule in the book. But thank God for angels. The angel of the Lord encamp around them that fear him. Are you all see here? Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, can build you up. Prayer can turn a weak you to a strong you. Are you listening to me? I'm not going to lie to you. I was weak. I never I don't know what pastors do, how they do it. No, I'm a musician. That's what I do. I know my, my, my area. I run in my lane. But God promoted me. And I found myself with a crown in my head. And I don't even know the protocol of the palace. But prayer, help me Holy Ghost. Your prayer will make a weak you turn to a strong you. No devil will be able to stop you. Your prayers is critical. Through prayer, you can grow. You can mature. You can be transformed. You cannot gain mastery of anything without your prayer life. So one of the purpose of prayer is to do what? For personal growth. Secondly, another prayer, purpose of prayer is for you to make requests and obtain promises of God. Now that part they told you, that's why we all be calling God. Lord, give me this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> we got that part right. 
So every, every time you want to make a request and obtain the promises of God, thousands of promises of God, will you believe many Christians are living without those promises? Why? Because their prayer life is wobbling. How did I know purpose of prayer is to make requests and obtain promises? Consider Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. He said, be careful for nothing. Am I still in the book? Then he goes on to say, how can you stay and not worry about anything? He said, by prayer. By prayer. By prayer. Supplication. With thanksgiving. Then he goes on to say, do what? Let your request be made known. So, one purpose of prayer is the avenue to make your request known unto God. For you to obtain the promises of God. Every promise in the word of God is yours. But it's a conditional will of God for you to have those promises. So you have to cooperate with God through your prayer. Tell your neighbor I got it. So ladies and gentlemen, there's a third reason or purpose for prayer in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, we call it spiritual legislation. One of the purpose of prayer is to legislate. There's a court of heaven. The Bible put it this way in the book of Job. <laughs> You've seen me quote this scripture a lot of times. Job 22, verse 28. The Bible says, if you decree a thing, it shall be established. Just ask yourself the question. When was the last time you see people praying in local churches, decreeing things? They never explore that. They always say, oh, Lord. Mm, yes. Late in the midnight hour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they say, I want you to go to Cabrini Hospital right now mm, and touch my mama. <laughs> when are you going to legislate in the courts of heaven? That you decree and declare. You can look at your day. Your situation on the job. And say this is the day. My God has made it. I will. I'm not guessing about it. I will rejoice. And no devil can mess up my day today. Instead of us decreeing, we just put up with the mess on our job. Just let the devil slap us around. 
Ladies and gentlemen, God has given us this creative ability. He said, if you decree a thing, it shall be established. One more reason for prayer, and that is that prayer is for spiritual warfare. Ladies and gentlemen, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30, you will see how God said, I sought for me a man. I'm looking for somebody that will make up the edge and stand in the gap. So I won't have to destroy your city. So I won't have to destroy your nation. So I won't have to destroy your community. But God said, I found none. Make sure it's in your Bible. Prayer is for spiritual warfare. I always get tickled how we can come to church and we will say, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and bless God. Then when there is a spiritual warfare, we run for cover. So that means you are lying. Because you say, and I promise him that I will serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. And then you keep on lying. I left my friends and came. You see, <laughs> I don't know why people would do that. Lie in the house of God. So class, quick review. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord delivered me. What is number one purpose of prayer? For your own personal growth. I want everybody in this church desire to grow. That even your enemy will see you they say there is something about that woman. Number two, make your request known. There are over 6,000 promises in the word of God. The songwriter say, oh, what peace we have on four feet. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not care. Everything to God in prayer. So make your request known. The Bible says, and the peace of God. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank God for my choir. They know the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, we ought to make our request known. And number three, purpose. Yes, spiritual legislation. Learn to decree a thing. Don't be afraid of the devil. He is already defeated. You need to face that devil. This ain't no time to be chanting. 
Get out of my house. Get out of my car. Get out of my marriage. Leave my children alone. You got to decree. Can you all handle this? And number four, got to do warfare. God delivered me from a man that would not fight for his family. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. There are things in eternity that are there. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings where in heavenly places you got to fight for it. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. Amen, somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, James chapter 5. I want to say this in conclusion. James chapter 5, verse 13. Now we've got to apply what we've learned. You know, the professor and me, I just don't want to run my mouth. I want to make sure that everybody gets it. Now we've got to apply. <laughs> Knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. Wisdom is the application of what you know. I'm going to apply the word of God for a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, James chapter 5, verse number 13. It says, is anyone in the house afflicted? That word affliction means, is anyone right now in this house, maybe you are, you are live streaming. You can participate in it. Maybe you're watching on television or listening on radio. Is there anyone right now afflicted? That word affliction means suffering. It means hurting. Is there anyone in this house hurting right now? Your heart could be physical. It could be emotional. In fact, your heart could be financial. So I ask the question, raise your hand if it applies to you. Is there anybody hurting right now? Thank you for your, for your, the rest of you, you're lying. I know there are lying. I believe, this is just me, if the, if, if the devil is taking a busload of people to hell, the first load to in the church. And that bus will be loaded. <laughs> I just ask a simple question. Is there anybody hurting right now? I say it could be financial. It could be physical. It could be emotional. Ain't no shame, Mike. gay. As I'm standing before you right now, I am hurting. That's why the Lord be blessing me. I'll tell the truth and shame the devil. Sometimes I find myself shouting. And 
the midst of pain. Then it said, if you are hurting right now, guess what he said you need to do? Can you read verse 13? Anybody afflicted? Anybody suffering? Anybody hurting? He said, what you need to do, you have to pray. And I want to do that with you before I leave. That's why I said, we're going to make this class practical. I used to just entertain, but the Lord delivered me from that. He said, just teach the word. In season, out of season. He didn't say, maybe you should pray. You must pray. Amen. James said, if you are hurting, if you are afflicted, if you are dealing with any pain, you must pray. Then you read another part. You keep on reading the same verse. He said, is there anybody here, Mary? That word Mary means you're cheerful. No problem. Everything is going good for you. Guess what he said you need to do? You got to praise God. By the way, let me take a few seconds on that. Forgive me, Sister White. Uh, because, you know, we're not talking about somebody in pain. We're not talking about somebody in trouble. We're talking about a person that you have everything going good for you right now. He said, that person needs to praise God. What do you mean to praise God? Notice that praise is physical. Praise is verbal. So even if I say, how many of you are having a good time now? How many of you are doing good right now? And many of you will raise your hand, but you don't praise God. You are in violation of the code. That's why your blessing has bottom line. The praise worship team will be singing their heart out here. I've seen it with my own eye. And you all will sit down as if God has not been good to you. He says, anybody happy? Praise God. You cannot praise God in silence. You can worship God in silence, but you cannot praise God in silence. Praise is demonstrative. Praise is focal. Praise is physical. Is there anybody here that God has done something good for you? Then this house will be a house of praise. Let the redeem of the Lord. I am tired of going to a dead church. I don't care whether it's in Pineville or in Alexandria. When I look back over my life and see what could have happened. And see things that almost happened. And by the grace of God, I'm still here. Somebody better shout hallelujah.
to practice this thing. We just cannot be learning Bible. We got to put into practice what we're learning. He said, when God has been good to you, you are to enter his gate with thanksgiving. You are to enter his court with praise. You, this is the day the Lord has made. When was the last time you see people really dancing before the Lord? And God has been good to us. And look at somebody and say, hold my mule. I got something to shout about. God heal my body. God save my soul. God watch over my children. God made a way out of nowhere. Oh, my mule. I don't mean to get on your nerves. And I'll shout in your face. If you got nothing to shout about, then you have to shout for me. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. He made a way out of no way. Shelter in time of storm. Conclusion. One more verse. The next verse, James chapter 5, verse 14. Then he said, Is anybody sick among you? He said, You need to call the elder. You know why he asked you to call the elders? Because when we are sick, I've been there. Sometimes you don't feel like praying. Sometimes you're too weak. He said, call for help. Just touch somebody next to you and say, call for help. You don't have to be a lone ranger. Call for help. That is why it's important for every church to have a good ministry of help. Some people, they need a ride to their doctor. Give them a ride. Some people, they need groceries for their children. Help them out. Some people, they just need some counseling, some words of encouragement. Help them out. Is any sick among us? Call the elders. Who are the elders? We've got deacons. We've got ministers. We've got deaconesses. As many deaconesses, as many deacons, as many preachers, you, you want to tell me you can find somebody? Tell your neighbor, call for help. Sister Tippett, she's in Shreveport. She called me, she said, Pastor, they're about to replace an old kidney with a new kidney, my husband. I need help. Do you remember in the book of Mark? I got to stop. My wife telling me. God. You see, in the book of Mark, chapter 2, there was a brother. He was paralyzed. He couldn't move. But he got four homies. Four buddies. Get what they did. They p- 
pick him up. Then they carry him. Then they got to the door. The door is closed. Then they climb the roof. Am I still in the book? And then they break the roof. And then they let him down. And the Bible said when Jesus saw their faith. They were not talking about the faith of the sick man. They were talking about the faith of those four Negroes. Somebody is here to help you. We've got professional counselors in the house. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to commit no suicide. You don't have to lose your mind. Call for help. And the Bible says, I'm sorry, I'm trying to say The Bible says, the prayer of those elderly people will save the sick. Am I still in the book? And even if you've done wrong, you will be forgiven. Am I still in the book? Then he told the elders, every deacon in the house, every deaconess in the house, listen, every preacher, this is what you need to do. Grab you some oil. Say, grab you some oil. You see, all, ladies and gentlemen, you, this is medicinal. You use it as a medicine. You know that, don't you? By the way, I don't know who's all it. Forgive me, Lord. You use it for medicine. If, or you use it for refreshing. If you don't believe me, I got a dickness here, uh, Miss Harris. She's a massage therapist. Talk to her. They will pour all on your body and rub it in to refresh you. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we use it to cook. I'm trying to, the Bible is not complicated. You can cook with it. You can cook with this oil. Then this oil is also good for the anointing. He said, you elders, don't just go there playing Baptist religion. When I'm sick, when the devil's trying to kill me, I don't need your, your religion. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Bring me some oil. Anoint my head with oil. God can use you to be a blessing to somebody. You see, this woman had to pick on her. She is a licensed counselor, for God's sake. Nobody should be depressed in this church. Call for help. Your marriage is in trouble. Call the professionals. They will help you. We need one another. That is why you cannot afford to say, I'm not... I'm just going to be watching Dr. Dara on television. I don't need to deal with the church people. I get people tell me that. We need one another. You pray for me. I pray for you. We are all God's children. I need your help to survive. You need my help to survive. 
Don't just watch me on television. Don't just live stream coming to the house. Because today you are standing. But tomorrow, like that homeboy, you may be down. Thank God for those four men. And I want to pray with somebody today. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I need prayer. I've been listening to you. Find your way to the altar right quick. Because we have another church coming up. Hallelujah. Even I need prayer. Ain't no shame in my game. Hallelujah. pray on my job. Ain't no shame in my game. They want me to go after my own boss. I'm a very loyal person. I don't play that kind of game. I've been in pain. I've been hurting all week. What do I do now? I want to go with the choir to Las Vegas and, and, and ching ching something. <laughs> I said, I need a break. Oh, here come fire on the job. They say, you the lawyer. You're going to investigate this man. I said, the man is my friend. The man hired me. My soul is troubled. I even thought about resigning my job. Pain, hurt. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. Don't let the devil mess with your children. Don't let the devil mess with your house. Don't let the devil mess with anybody close to you. The clear thing. Pray for us. Glory to God. Where's my wife? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ah, lift up your hand and tell the Lord, thank you. Lord, first of all, we thank you for the word that was preached, Lord God. We thank you for the word because that's life in the word. That's healing in the word. That's deliverance in the word. And Father God, we take heed to the word and we apply it to our lives, Lord God. Because you said judgment is going to begin at the house of God. Father God, help us, Lord, to not only be hearers, but to be doers of your word, Father God. Lord, we come standing on your word, Lord God, because, hey, you watch over your word to perform it, Lord God. You said the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father God, you said life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they that love us shall eat the fruit thereof. And so, Father God, we speak life this morning. We speak holy this morning. We speak deliverance this morning. We speak prosperity this morning in the name of Jesus. Father God, we stand over your word, Lord, because there's power in your word. There's healing in your word. There's deliverance in your word. There's breakthrough in your word. Father God, we speak the word right now. We speak it over our lives. We speak it over our families. We speak it over our homes. We speak it over the community, Lord. We speak it over the pastor, Lord God.
God, have your way, Lord God. Lord God, you said no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we call those things be not as though they were for the God. Lord, we're not moved by what we see because what we see is temporary. But we stand on the word of God because the word of God is eternal for the God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God. For the God, you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. For the God, Lord, I stand on your word, Lord. You said the fact of fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, availing much for the God. So we come, Lord, before you. Lord God, telling you what your words say because, you, Lord, we realize that prayer is telling God what God has already told me. Father God, we thank you, Lord. You said you are our healer. You are our deliverer. You are our way maker. You are a provider. And, Lord God, we thank we thank you that it's already done. We thank you that you're moving by your spirit. We thank you that you're healing. We thank you that you're delivering. We thank you that you're making a way out of nowhere. Father God, we stand on your word, Lord, because you watch over your through your word to perform it. Father God, we just ask you to have your way. Have your way in our life, Lord. You say, man, ought to always pray and not faint, not lose heart, not give up. Lord God, help us, Lord God. When we can't hear your voice, uh, help us to trust, Lord, uh, in your plan, Lord God. Uh, when we can't hear your voice, uh, help us to trust in your plan, Lord, uh, because I know your plan, Lord. Uh, Lord God, to work everything out. Uh, Lord, your plan open up doors uh, that no man can shut. Uh, you shut doors uh, that no man can open. Our uh, uh, Father God, help us, Lord, uh, to have hearing ears uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father God, I ask you to touch right now. Uh, Oh, from the crown of our head uh, to the sole of our feet. Uh, we speak over marriages, Lord. Uh, we speak over homes, Lord. Uh, we speak over this community, Lord. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, for the God have your way. Uh, you said wherever two or three uh, gather together in your name. Uh, you say you're there in the midst. Uh, you say one shall flee a thousand. Uh, two shall flee ten thousand. Uh, Lord, we stand on your promises, Lord. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father God, we come against the works of the enemy. We bind it up on every area, Lord. We curse the root of sickness in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I don't care where you're hurting at this morning. I dare you to lay your hands on your body and claim your healing in the name of oh Lord. I command Rosa. I command my body to line up with the word of God in the name of Jesus. I speaking and I call it done. I said I speak it and I call it done. Some of you will put up your mouth and oh the Bible say you have not because you ask not. Father God I decree and I declare from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet Lord I speak healing right now. I speak wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God we thank you. Uh, now that we prayed uh, and you believe that God has answered, uh, you ought to just tell, tell, start telling, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. It's already done. Uh, I thank you that you're moving by your spirit. Uh, I thank you're making a way out of nowhere. Uh, Lord, oh, Lord. Uh, I thank you that you're turning. Uh, somebody say he's turning it around. Uh, he's making a way out of nowhere uh, in the name of Jesus. For the God, we thank you. That you give us power. 
over all the powers of the enemy. So we take our rightful place. Somebody say, I take my rightful place right now in the name of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are royal priesthood. We are peculiar people. We are chosen generation. Father God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Glory to God. Some glory to God. You came in with a spirit of heaviness. But I stopped by to let you know this morning that God has given you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You just need to shake it off this morning because power is in the house. The Holy Ghost is in the house. The spirit of God is moving this morning. Oh, glory. You need to tap in and say, Lord, I receive it right now. I receive it right now. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, have your way. Lord, we pray, Lord, that some that have come up, Lord, they don't know you in the part of their sin. And Lord, some are in a backslidden condition. They're in a backslidden condition and don't even know it. Father God, I realize and I learned, Lord God, the first sign of a backslider is when you start missing church. That's a backslider. And Father God, but you say, you're my okay. Lord. Lord, you say you're married to the backslider. Lord, every backslider in here this morning, Lord, I ask you to touch them. Don't let them leave like they came, Lord God. Let conviction come in their heart, Lord God. That they begin to repent, Lord God, and turn from their ways, Lord God. And begin to seek you, Lord, and have a deeper hunger and a deeper thirst for your word, Lord God. Let there be a stirring. Let there be awakening, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap, Lord God. Father God, asking you to have mercy. Lord, we realize that ain't but two seats, the mercy seat and the judgment seat. Lord, we're not judging nobody. But, Lord, we ask you to have mercy this morning. Have mercy, Lord God, upon America. Have mercy, Lord God, upon everyone, Lord God. At the sound of my voice, Lord God. Father God, help us to be real. Help us, Lord, as the words say. Help us, Lord, to consider our ways. Lord God, because, Lord, we got some ways that don't please you, Lord. But, Lord, we ask you to help us, Lord. To be pleasing in your sight, Lord God. Help us to quit playing church, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And Father God, we surrender all. I dare you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I surrender all this morning. I die to self. And Lord, I ask you to have your way in my life, in my home, in my marriage, in my family, in my community. In the church, Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. We call it done right now. Somebody say, we call it done right now. We call it, hey, hey, glory to God. We call it done right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we're rising up in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen 
Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We thank God for everyone that came out this morning. We pray that you got, amen, that what you came for. That's a spiritual awakening. Glory to God. I thank God for the word that was preached this morning. Ah, oh, glory. Let us take heed to the word. Amen. Glory to God. We're getting ready to dismiss, glory. We thank God for everybody that came out. Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Amen. We're getting ready. Praise God. You, amen, and maybe you need a church home. We invite you, amen, to become part of this church. Amen. Not, amen, that you can't join it. You got to be born in it. Amen. So if you're not born again, amen, we want to welcome you, praise God, invite you, lead you to, amen, to the Lord. Glory to God. And Father God, we thank you once again. Father God, we thank you for the man and woman of God. Lord, that you would continue, Lord God, to strengthen them, Lord God, in every area their lives, Lord God. That you would give them the desire of their heart, Father God. We call it done right now. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, Father God. In Jesus' name. Father God, we ask you, Lord, that we journey back to our various home. We ask you to lead us, guide us, and protect us, Lord God. Let us go out with power, Lord God. Let us go out and be a witness to this community, Lord God. To our loved ones, Lord God. Help them, Lord God, to see that we've been, Lord God, in the midst of your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father God, lead us, guide us, and protect us as we journey back to our various home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen.